While I was in elementary school, fear gripped the south side of Janesville where I grew up. We believed there was a vampire living in our neighborhood. Go ahead and laugh. It's okay. Junior high kids would not go out after dark. I can remember turning the light off in my bedroom at 1540 Schaller Street. And I would turn that light off, and the hall light is still on. And I would run as fast as I could and jump as far as I could to land on that bed and not touch the floor anywhere near the bottom of that bed. Now, in case you haven't noticed, I don't have a real big inseam, okay? So that jump probably was a lot further in my mind uh, than it actually was. I know it sounds silly, but I assure you that fear was very real. According to Chapman University, who does a survey of fears every year for the past number of years, the top fears of Americans begins with corrupt government, economic collapse, nuclear war, America being involved in World War III, a loved one being seriously ill or dying, polluted drinking water, biological warfare, cyber terror, no money for the future. The presence of fear is very real. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus is teaching his disciples alongside the Sea of Galilee. They've decided they're going to sail across the the lake. It's called either one. It's called the lake. It's called the Sea of Galilee. They're going to sail across it in order to escape the pressing crowds. And the Sea of Galilee was known for violent storms that would rise very quickly. Anybody that's fished out on Lake Superior, you understand that danger. You can go out with a uh, a captain. You uh, You can go out with someone like Captain Greg. I don't know if Captain Greg is watching this morning, but if he's not watching this morning, he'll be watching, I'm sure, later today. But you could go out with Greg Lipple. He might take you 50 miles out. He might take you clear to Standard Rock. But I'm telling you, if that wind begins to turn and change and that wind begins to start, he will turn that boat around no matter how much you paid and he will head back to Marquette and the whole way he's going to do his best impression of Gordon Lightfoot. Storms, and this storm in Mark chapter 4, the waves were beginning to come over the gunwale. They were coming over the side of the ship into the boat. They were in danger of sinking. They were in danger of drowning. And these were experienced, some of them experienced fishermen. Mark chapter 4 and verse 40 Some of the gospels say that they actually had to wake Jesus up. 
But in verse 40, he says to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I read an article this week that said that there are 365 fear not statements in the Bible. And it was an article by a pastor that, that I, I've known of for decades and, and have a lot of respect for. Um, but you think to yourself, isn't it sweet that God would care so much for me that he would have a, a fear not statement for every day of the year for us? The problem is it really isn't true. <laughs> there isn't 300, there aren't 365, but there's plenty, okay? And if you gotta start over again to get through the year to read one every day, there's lots that the Bible says about fear. Luke chapter 12, verses 25 and 26, Jesus says this, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Worry doesn't help us do anything. It does not actually help us, and yet we do it. So what can we do as followers of Christ when we find ourselves battling fear? Number one, these are going to be very practical you could have come up with them yourself, but it's, we need a reminder. The first thing that we need to do is we need to go to him in prayer. A friend's daughter years ago, her daughter was, oh, I don't know, maybe around kindergarten. She was putting her daughter to bed at night, and her daughter was saying, Mom, I'm afraid when you turn the light out. I'm afraid. And mom did what moms do. And this was a mom who trusted the Lord, and she would say to her daughter, Honey, don't worry. Jesus is with you. Good, right? This daughter was a quick-witted child. And she said, Yeah, but mom, I want somebody with skin on. Maybe that's how you feel. You feel like you need someone with skin on when you deal with fear. In Hebrews chapter 13, God says to you, he says to me, I'll never leave you or forsake you. In James chapter 4 and verse 2, he said, you do not have because you do not ask God. Sometimes we're afraid because we haven't taken the time to go to him and to actually take our fears to him in prayer. Paul says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by, by prayer. We need to come when we are fearful, when we are worried, when we are filled with anxiety. We need to bring those things to him in prayer. Instead of worrying, we need to pray about everything. Now, wait a second, pastor, because just because I pray about something doesn't mean that I'm going to get what I ask for. Very good. Very good. 
The apostle Paul prays three times that God would deliver him from what he calls a thorn in the flesh. Some people, uh, some scholars believe it was his eyesight. Other scholars um, have said they believe it it possibly was a wife. Um, But... Those are just scholars, you know, where we don't, we don't, you know, that's, we don't know for sure what he was referring to, but he prayed on three times. You say, well, that's a lot. That's a, some of you don't want to pray about something more than once because you don't want God to think you're begging because you were taught. This is good. I didn't write this down, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. You were taught not to beg for anything. Some of you right now in your minds are in a grocery store and you're a little kid. Mom, can I have this? Can I have that? And what did she say? No. <laughs> yeah, no and don't beg, right? If you, if you dared ask somebody, somebody's offering you, you know, in church a piece of cake. Mom, can I have it? Can I get You get home, you're like, hey, don't you ever beg like that again. I mean, that is, that's just ground into our minds. Our, our culture, our training works against us when it comes to praying when we're worried because we were taught not to ask for things. I know this. I mean, I got, I got we have a, I'm, I'll put a plug in for Wednesday nights, man. Our groups are so awesome. Um, and, and they're exciting, too. We had people come in from, from, from you know, that in the middle of our group the other week. Wow, we had some real sparks flying. That was incredible. But, but our, our, our men's group, man, guys will share stuff like that. I don't, it's hard for me to ask God for anything. It's tough. But we need to, instead of worrying about it, we need to ask him. And what does God say to Paul when Paul asks three times? On that third time, God says, Paul, you've asked twice. So I'm gonna, no, he didn't say that. He said, no, (laughs) I'm I'm not gonna do it. But what he did say is, my grace, my undeserved favor is enough for you because that's what's going to get you through it that's what's going to get you is my grace is going to get you ultimately through it yes Paul's thorn in the flesh remained but God God gave him his grace in order to be able to endure and God's power is demonstrated best in our weakness not in our strength When we're afraid, we need to bring that fear to him. Number two, here's what we need to do. This is really important. We need to trust in his word. I'm going to say this fast, okay? When we don't know what to do, his word says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. When we're in a situation and we don't, uh, that causes us to be afraid, Psalm 56 verse 3 says, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. In Joshua 1, 9, it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. When we don't know which way to go, 
Psalm 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. When we feel alone, Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, for I am with you. When we're in danger, Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. When we're filled with anxiety, John 14, 1, Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. When I've made a mess of things, Paul says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When I'm in trouble, Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear, even though the earth be removed. God's word provides defense against worry, anxiety, and fear. And after we begin to stand on God's word, we need to take another step. And number three, we need to rely on his power. So we need to go to him in prayer. We need to trust in his word, and we need to rely on his power. Have you ever got tired of trying to do it all yourself? Anybody? One. We got one honest person. Thanks, Marie. In Isaiah 40, the prophet Isaiah is speaking, and he says that God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Friends, God never gets tired, and he gives his power to the weak. But all we can think about is the reason why we're afraid. All we can think about is the problem. See, the, the, the struggle here is that God didn't give us that spirit. God didn't give us fear. It's not from him. It's not from him. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 in the New King James, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. During Paul's ministry, he had plenty to be worried about. This guy was beaten, literally, not half to death. He was beaten within an inch of his life numerous times. He was whipped. He was left for dead. He was shipwrecked. He was threatened. He was in danger. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, he said, We were hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. He said, we were perplexed, but not in despair. We were persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. What does Paul credit his survival to? It's in verse 7 of the same chapter. He said, it's God's all-surpassing power. That's what we've got to rely on. When we face fear, we need to rely on his power. So today as we get ready to close our service, you're going to notice there's a piece of paper on your seat. I want you to grab that piece of paper. Now hopefully there's a pen in the pocket in front of you or you've got one in your purse or I don't know what to do for you guys if there's not one there. 
Jesus says in Matthew 6, 34, he said, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Here's what I'm going to invite you to do, because I believe if you're like me, you have some fears in your life. (gasps) Are you telling me that the pastor has fear in his life? I'm human just like the rest of you. Okay, so what are we going to do with that fear? We are going to pray. Okay, we've got to do that. And we're going to trust in his word and we're going to rely on his power. But we need something physical to do. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. I'm going to invite you. Take that pen, take that piece of paper and write down a fear that you battle. Maybe you'll write down two. Some of you might be here through the business meeting. I don't know, writing the whole time. But I want you to do that. And then what I want you to do is I want you to fold it up. And before you leave this room, I want you to drop it in one of these buckets. And I'm going to take these home and I'm going to burn them in my fireplace. I'm not going to read them. I'm not going to look at them because that's between you and God. You don't have to put your name on it. But Father, I pray for your people this morning. God, Jesus asked that question. Why are you so afraid? Father, forgive us when we allow fear and anxiety into our hearts and minds and we don't go to you in prayer we don't trust in your word sometimes and we don't we we don't rely on your power sometimes father forgive us and we want to take a representation of these fears we want to give them to you and god they're going to go up in smoke father i thank you for what you're doing today in jesus name amen take a minute write down those fears Fold it up. There's four buckets across the front here. Put those in there. We're gonna. I'm gonna burn those. I'll even. I'll even post it on on uh, our our Silver Creek Church Online, uh, you know, Facebook page, so you can see it. Okay, and know that it was done. And uh, I'm excited. We have a great uh, opportunity today to encourage one another I, I hope you stick around man there is there there's veggies there's there's uh there's sausage and crackers and cheese and there's cookies and there's coffee and all that let's go fellowship for a few minutes and then hopefully you'll you'll decide to join us if you are a member there's a sign in uh, table for, for members, there's also a place for anybody who's not a member to sign in. Also, uh, everyone is welcome to our business meeting, and it's going to be about a, a half an hour long or so, and uh, then we'll get to our second service. But God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Make sure you drop off that piece of paper here in one of those buckets. God bless you. Have a great day today.